I have a little bit of a riddle for everybody. Good morning, everybody, by the way. It's Monday the 24th. Happy Monday. It's Andrew, the mistress of pop culture. And I'm going to start out this uh, this week's episode with a little bit of a riddle, as I just said. And it goes a little bit, uh, it goes a little something like this. Supermodel, a YouTuber, and a global musical sensation. Superstar, some may say. Walk into a bar. Well, a boxing fight in their case. And what happens? Um, well, Gigi Hadid, the most uh, beautiful model in the world, in my humble opinion, basically the modern-day version of Serena Vander Woodson from Gossip Girl, of course, played by the great, great actress Blake Lively. Um, Gigi Hadid then slashes you by the neck with her knife-sharp words. And uh, if you know what I'm talking about and what this incident is that happened over the weekend, then great. And if not, I'm going to, you know, inform you of it because I am the mistress of pop culture and I talk all things pop culture. You know, it's like talking shot for me and, uh... It was a great story that I read over the weekend, and I thought, you know, I'm not going to put out a, uh, what do you call them, an op-ed verbal version of that over the weekend. I'm going to wait till Monday because, you know, I had a very, very relaxing weekend. I took some time to myself, relaxed with my dog, got a tarot card reading, spent some time with friends, went to a party in Santa Monica, and uh, I don't often make my way to the west side because it is quite far. And for those of you who don't live in L.A., the west side is uh, basically the equivalent of driving from the city to the shore. It's about a 20-minute drive without traffic, maybe 45 to an hour with traffic. But it's well worth it because Santa Monica, Venice, Malibu, it's so spectacularly beautiful. It's why I don't often venture out of the uh, city of L.A. because it's basically a tropical paradise right uh, where I live. So a big shout-out to uh, the west side and the beach and the water and the Pacific, uh, the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway. I myself have never been swimming in the Pacific Ocean, which is crazy because I've been living in L.A. now for almost seven years. But, uh... I like to stay above the water. I'm not a big fan of underwater. I've gone on snorkeling trips, you know, on uh, tropical paradise vacations with the fam a couple of times. And I do love me some snorkeling. I love to see some parrotfish, some uh, sharks, some stingrays and whatnot. But I uh, I like to sort of uh, roam around the land where I have legs and my legs can operate. And uh, this, this sort of has me thinking that Ariel was right all along with her uh, Part of My World song. What, what are the lyrics of that song? Um, sick of swimming, ready to stand. Oh, honey, I'm always ready to stand. And, uh, so shout out to Ariel. So I hope everybody had a great weekend. Good morning. It's Monday morning. Uh, welcome new listeners and welcome back, uh, current listeners. Um, it's Andrew and, uh, I'm here to, uh, talk some stories for you. It's been quite an eventful weekend, uh, you know, with some stories in the, uh, the abyss. Um, what did I do this weekend? Yeah, you know, I, it's, as I mentioned before, some parties, relaxed, did my damn thing. I, um, had a really funny idea for a second podcast that I might start, and it has to do with musical theater because I'm a big musical theater junkie, and, uh, I was listening to a lot of soundtracks over the weekend, because when I was in high school, I, of course, was in chorus, and I would go to New York pretty often because I lived in Boston, so going to New York was about a three and a half, four hour train ride on Amtrak, uh, Acela. Shout out to the Acela. I love it. It goes super, super fast. You like literally fall around the train when you're trying to walk from your seat to the, uh, to the, whatever you call it, bathroom. Um, but anyways, I was listening to a lot of musical theater soundtracks over the weekend and it just, it was so just refreshing. And, uh, because now, you know, now that I'm in, um, Los Angeles, I listen to the radio a lot, which I didn't before, but you know, a lot of pop and hip hop and R&B and whatnot, sort of current hits, but I sort of put a pause on my soundtracks. Um, but I was listening to like the soundtrack to Tim Rice and Elton John's Aida. I was listening to the Mean Girl soundtrack. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, which was, uh, Wicked, Hairspray, uh, with of course, um, the original Broadway cast, Matthew Morrison, Laura Bell Bundy, Marissa, uh, Marissa, Wh- Marissa Winokur, Marissa, 
uh, Melissa, I forget, the girl played Tracy Turnblad, she's amazing, um, but anyways, it was a, it was really reminiscent of my, uh, my youth, my days in high school, when musical theater was just the bee's knees, so it was great, but speaking of music, and speaking of musicians, and speaking of all things art and whatnot, this, uh, is gonna bring us to our first story, and it's an interesting story, because it has to do with some so, well, first of all, it has to do with three people, one of whom I've never talked about on my podcast before, and that is uh, Jake Paul. He's a YouTube sensation. Uh, some may say very famous, very successful. Uh, as a 30-year-old man, sort of on the cusp of being a millennial yet, not really, I guess, but I guess one would deem me a millennial. Um, sort of YouTube stars that I am aware of and sort of, you know, big fans of are, of course, James Charles, Jeffree Star, Patrick Star, um... Who else is a YouTuber that I love? Uh, Jojo Siwa. I know, crazy, but she's just so fun. She's so cool. She's so colorful. She's like a the human version, the human embodiment of a, a box of Crayola crayons. That's what I think of her. Um, and I literally just thought of that now. And I for so long, I've been like, because I watch her videos. <clears throat> and if I was a kid, I would literally be obsessed. And I wonder why Kim K's uh, Little North is, you know, enamored with her. She is like a child. She's basically like the Lisa Frank, maybe, of that generation. Um, and if you don't know who Lisa Frank is, then you're crazy, because I remember when I was in uh, elementary school, my school would have book fairs, and uh, yeah, myself was not a big fan of books, but I was a fan of getting like book socks and Lisa Frank pencils and folders, and of course I'd always get in trouble for spending money on that when I was supposed to be buying, you know, like, I don't know, Shel Silverstein books. Uh, um, speaking of Shel Silverstein, I used to love, like, what is it called, Sideways Stories, by Shel Silverstein, poems and whatnot. Oh my god. And then all that. Oh, so good. Anyways, how did I get on? The- oh yeah, Jake Paul. So, uh, I'm sorry. I always go off on tangents. So I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to make a, put a valiant effort into just sort of staying on track. But it's like every time I talk about something, uh, just a moment in my life or in pop culture literally comes to mind. And I mean, Lisa Frank was a moment in pop culture, which is why I brought her up. So anyways, okay. So the first story I have um, comes from TMZ. Uh, exclusive, Gigi Hadid, Jake Paul, you're an irrelevant, ugly ass. Those are your words. And um, I'm going to begin at the end and begin at the beginning and end at the end. So a little context, uh, Gigi Hadid is dating uh, Zayn from One Direction and uh, Jake Paul is a big YouTuber, as I mentioned before. And there was they had a little bit of a, a war of words, war of attrition. So let's get into it. Gigi Hadid has no problem standing up for her boyfriend and she proved it in a spectacular fashion. Early Sunday AM when she launched on Jake Paul, Sunday being yesterday. Jake was at the Furry Wilder fight Saturday night in Vegas and apparently ran into Zayn Malik. Apparently, Jake felt dissed because afterward he tweeted, quote, I'm going to read what he wrote. Um, Almost had to clap up Zayn from One Direction because he's a little guy and has an attitude and basically told me to fuck off for no reason when I was being nice to him. Excuse my language, I'm reading a tweet. Um, Zane, I know you're reading this. Stop being angry because you home alone to your big-ass hotel room. Ha, 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 ha. Um, that's interesting that he used those words because I know somebody else who is in charge of this country that uses vernacular like such. Again, this is not a political episode. Okay, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. And Jake wasn't done. Quote, bro... He literally started yelling and freaking the F out. You want to test me, mate? LOL, I feel bad for childhood stars. Um, okay. Gigi was more than ready to jump in. And then this is what Miss Hadid, the queen, model, model superior. It's like mother superior, but model superior. Um, this is what she responded in response to him. 
quote, LOL, because he doesn't care to hang with you and your embarrassing crew of YouTube groupies. Home alone with his best friends like a respectful king because he has me, sweetie, unbothered by your irrelevant, ugly ass. Go to bed. <laughs> shade, Miss Adine, shade. Now, let me see here. Uh, granted, not as good as the furry fight, but pretty damn close. And then there was an update uh, that, I guess, before Jake went after Zane on Twitter, a fan went after him and his girlfriend, Julia Rose, while in the crowd at the Furry Wilder fight, an eyewitness tells us that an unruly fan confronted the couple, started taunting them, and things got almost and things almost got physical. The video shows Julia lunging um, at the troublemaker and giving him a piece of her mind as Jake holds back, blah, 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 blah. Okay, this is my sort of uh, take on this situation here. First of all, there is no difference between and this in this day and age. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Of course, I love Gigi Hadid, so he's, she's obviously I'm on her side for everything. <laughs> she, like, saw her, someone's hand off. I'd literally be like, yeah, brava, Gigi, brava. But this is what I'm going to say, playing devil's advocate. We live in a day, in an era, in a time where YouTube stars, there's no difference between being a YouTube star and an Academy Award winner. That's what I firmly believe at this time. Because so many people, so many YouTubers have segued very successfully into other ventures, other career fields of choice, many of them becoming actors, many of them on hit successful shows and or films. Netflix, from Netflix to HBO, whatnot. So we can't shade YouTubers because, quite honestly, YouTubers have huge viewerships. And, I mean, I'm on YouTube at least every single day of my life. So that's me, you know, siding with them. Now to side with Zane and Gigi. Zane maybe just wasn't in a good mood and he wasn't, you know, he didn't want to give the time of day. He could have had a stomachache. He could have had a headache. He could have just wanted a peaceful night out at the fight with his girlfriend. Now, I've never been to a boxing match or a fight match or whatnot, but I can imagine that you go there wanting to be loving and exciting. You're there sort of all riled up, one would assume, and wanting to, you know, cheer on your favorite champion or champions or whatnot. Um, so I don't think that, you know, I think maybe if Jake Paul had a, maybe a negative experience communicating or interacting with Zane, he should have just you know kept it off Twitter, kept it private. Some people just don't feel you know like expressing excitement and whatnot. So I think he probably should have just kept it off Twitter. Maybe this guy was looking for a fight. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know of his work. No shade. I just don't know who the, a lot of the the uh, YouTube community folk are. But I do have to say I. Really, I'm glad that Gigi Hadid stood up for her man. Her words are just incredible. She is just a badass, and she called Zayn a king, which probably made him feel really good. So she probably got some that night. Um, and also, the fact that she called him... You should never comment somebody's looks, because it's just not nice. And So, again, I, I, I think both parties here are wrong. I think people, when they have sort of arguments like this keep it off social media because it's always going to follow you and even if you apologize and make up it's still going to be out in the world in the ether um but yeah i just i i don't know because also playing devil's advocate to devil's advocate if that's even a thing um i myself have gotten annoyed with people and sort of blasted them on social media or in very passive aggressive ways but you know you live and you learn you get older you get wiser and you know hopefully that this all passes, and they can all be friends. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe just don't take it to Twitter. I myself don't have a Twitter. I did once in college, but then I deleted it after like a month because I realized it was a very toxic environment, and I just don't do that in my life. Anyways, off to the next story. So this is from E! News, and we're going to report about our girl, Amanda Bynes, who I love. Big fan of hers. Love her and wishing her well. Amanda Bynes, this is from E! Amanda Bynes speaks out on conservatorship and cost of treatment. Amanda Bynes is not happy about the cost of her medical treatment and wants to speak to a judge about the terms for conservatorship, the 33-year-old retired hairspray and she's the man actress 
Uh, her mother has had control over her affairs and finances since the since she first underwent personal and legal turmoil that landed her in a drug and mental health rehab facility several years ago. The conservatorship is reportedly uh, set to last until at least this August, and Bynes is meanwhile continuing her treatment to or as an outpatient. Now, I'm going to play the video that Amanda Bynes posted on her new Instagram, which is it's a very personal um, video, and I was sort of shocked when I saw it, but. She's being incredibly candid and open about some her life. So let's just uh, let's just listen to it, and then we'll talk, and we'll read you the rest of the article. So here, this is from Amanda Bynes Instagram. Amanda Bynes real. Hey y'all, I want to say thank you guys so much for your support. The fact that you've been rooting for me for years means more than you know. Today, I want to talk about a controversial topic: my conservatorship case. I have been going to a treatment center that charges fifty two hundred a month. There's no reason why I shouldn't go to a therapist who takes my insurance for $5,000 less a month. This is why I've asked to see the judge next week regarding this conservatorship issue. Thank you guys so much for hearing me out. I'm sorry that this is what I'm dealing with, and I'm sorry to put my problems onto the internet, but this is what life has come to. So thank you guys so much for always supporting me. Love you all. Peace out. Appreciate your love and support. Love you guys. Bye. Now, you're probably thinking, wow, that's incredibly... It just it's just very candid and sort of an uh, in, in into her very personal life. I mean, the fact that she even shared what her financial out outpouring or outgoings are at the current moment. I mean, five thousand dollars a month is a crazy amount. But and I know Amanda Bynes probably has a lot of money from her work because she's been on a lot of successful shows and film. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, in the video, she has a nose ring. She looks, she looks cute. She has a heart tattoo. I don't know if it's real, temporary, permanent. Um, she's wearing pink lipstick, black hair, very clear skin, and she, uh, seems to be very happy with this guy. Um, I just say, let the damn girl live her life. But anyways, let's read the rest of the article. Um, well, read the part, okay. Um, Bynes posted her video a week after she revealed on Instagram that she is engaged. Uh, she then used the platform to introduce her fiancé, Paul Michael. A source recently told E! News that, quote, Amanda's parents are fully aware of her engagement and at this point are not approving Amanda to legally get married under this conservatorship. A previous source confirmed to E! News that Bynes and Michael met in rehab and have been dating for about two or three months. Um, well, the heart wants what the heart wants. So what Amanda wants, what Amanda wants. I just, I hope... She's happy. I hope she's um, healthy, and I I hope that you know whatever she wants. Um, I mean, at least she's saying she wants to stay a therapist, which is great. And I, I I don't know what program she was a part of, but um, she clearly is concerned for her finances. And you know, maybe I guess it's not public record if the money is coming from hers. This is what I'm saying. It's like it's so personal, and you don't often experience uh, this level of. Um, excuse me, candid openness from a celebrity with regards to their money. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was pretty shocked when I saw that. So love you, girl. And I hope, I hope everything works out for the best. I hope her family's okay with this. I hope that she and uh, Paul are happy. And I, uh, you know, I hope he's a good guy. And the fact that, you know, they allegedly met in rehab, maybe that's good for them. Maybe she needs to be with someone who's sort of on the right track, same track as she is. Um, Again, my outside opinion, I'm no expert in recovery and whatnot, but hey, it's my opinion. Okay, third story of the day. Um, I'm going to divert a little bit from the uh, beaten path, but I guess, in a way, it's sort of in in uh, sync with what I talked about earlier. This has to do with social media. Interesting article from CNN. 
A YouTuber's fancy Bali vacation sure looked nice. Nope, the photos were taken at an Ikea. Now, basically, before I get into this story, it's basically a life, one of those um, age-old lessons that don't believe what you see on the internet because so many people, Instagram is like a highlight reel. So many people know it's become very toxic and very destructive in people's lives because I remember when it used to be very innocent. I remember when Instagram started, I was a senior in uh, college and I loved it. It wasn't this place of comparing yourself and it wasn't negative at all, but I guess it's become this place where like so many people show off and are you know, incredibly ostentatious and flashy and it makes a lot of people feel bad, but this is a really age-old a really good story. Let me read it to you. You shouldn't believe everything you read on the internet. A popular YouTuber proved that once again to be true. Natalia Taylor posted a series of photos on her Instagram that made it seem like she had traveled to a far-off exotic destination. There was lounging in a fancy bathtub. In another, she posed in front of a floral print mirror. Quote, the queen has arrived. She wrote um, in the caption, her location, Bali, Indonesia. But in the video she later posted on YouTube, she revealed these photos were staged in an Ikea. The Instagram photos were all fictitious and that Taylor... And that Taylor said was the point. Quote, sometimes people want to lie about who they are, she said in the YouTube video. It's not hard to do. Taylor and the photographer, Ali Omedo, held a photo shoot in different sections of the nearby Ikea. The first set of photos featured a flower print mirror. It sure looked like a fancy hotel room. The baby blue wall phone only helped set the scene. The next shot showed Taylor posed on a sun lounger and in a bathtub, dressed in a white robe with a towel wrapped around her head. At the same time, she also posted videos of Bali to her Instagram stories, some were sent from friends who had visited, others she found online. Her fans, of which there are more than 300,000, lapped it up. Quote, she's really out here living her best life, one observed. Our Bali princess said another. There was another who noticed something awry, an Ikea price tag on a chair and a mirror's reflection. Didn't matter. The photos got tens of thousands of likes. Bali, Taylor explained, was, quote, the perfect place to fake an influencer vacation and lie to all my followers. But she wasn't trying to hoodwink them and cash in. She wanted to make a point, quote, Today is easier than ever to become anyone you want. That's wonderful. But with great power comes great responsibility, she told CNN. Quote, as we all know, not everybody is transparent online. Quote, continuing quote, we all could use a fun reminder to take social media less seriously, she added. And don't believe everything you see online. So be warned that influencer you are jealously watching travel the world might not be telling you every piece of the story. There's a chance they never even left home at all. This is one of the best stories I've read all weekend. And I think it's great, especially in this day and age where Instagram is literally this massive entity of just... It's like a rabbit hole. It's like YouTube. You just go on and on and on. And you stare at people. You're like, oh, I want their life. I want their body. I want their this. I want their that. But you never know. You really never know what goes on on the inside. And so many times I've understood... Uh, the older I get, this is where the more experiences I have. I've understood that not everything is what it seems. And especially with people. Like you think... You build up somebody, you build up someone before you meet them, or you know, if you haven't seen someone for a long time, and then in that moment, you're like, oh yeah. It it happens all the time, and when it does happen, because it doesn't happen too often, but especially for me, because I'm an introvert and I'm basically always home in bed, like literally watching Gossip Girl. Um, but when it does happen, I am I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. And it's great because uh you just have to remember to live and you have to remember don't don't be thrown off by social media. Don't make yourself feel bad because you don't have whatever people have. A lot of people fake it. People who have such fabulous clothes and whatnot, half the time these people are like literally buying it or renting it or there's these those services like Rent the Runway and whatnot, which are great, but it's like you can have so much and literally not even have to pay. You have to pay a little bit, but you don't have to like own it. You you can pretend to be on a yacht, but you're just like on a, I don't know, a sailboat in the harbor. You can be eating a delicious... You, you know what you guys should do? This is a... Uh, 
Black Mirror Nosedive with Bryce Dallas Howard. This reminds me of that. It's an incredible episode of Black Mirror. It's really tough to watch. It's on Netflix. If you guys haven't seen it, you really should. It's incredibly done, really well written. Uh, It's really hard to watch. Again, painful, really emotional, but it's basically the message of the episode is that um, we, we live in a world where literally everything is just dictated by social media and not everything, but so much is and your rankings sort of uh, determine where you can and cannot go in life and who you can surround yourself with. And, you know, I know that numbers play a huge factor these days in like job bookings, especially for actors, whatnot, because, you know, if you have 20 million followers on Instagram, you know, advertisers want to work with people like that. But you just got to be really wary because you never know. It might be fictitious, 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 fictitious. It might be it's just not might be, it might not be real okay we're gonna put it like that uh, I, th- I thought i could think of the word but it's just so early in the morning um all right so the last story of the day everybody and this is sort of a sad note if you're here if you're a big riverdale fan much like myself you love this show you love all the actors but two of the stars are leaving so this is from e-news skeet ulrich and marisol nichols are leaving riverdale so sad uh, um skeet well, i'll just read it okay skeet ulrich announced on Sunday that he is leaving the hit CW series after playing F.P. Jones, father of Cole Sprouse's character Jughead Jones, since the show's 2017 debut. Also on Sunday, his co-star Marisol Nichols revealed she too is exiting Riverdale, where she has played Hermione Lodge, mother of Camilla Mendez's character Veronica Lodge, also since season one, by the way. Season one, I still say this all the time. It's the best season of Riverdale. The two will no longer appear on Riverdale past the current fourth season, which ends this April. It's unclear how the characters will be written off the show, which has been renewed for season five. Quote, I'm incredibly grateful for the friendships I've made on Riverdale, and I will miss seeing everybody on a daily basis, Ulrich said in a statement to E! News. Quote, I'm proud to have been part of such a talented group of people in front of the camera and behind, but I've decided that it's time to move on and explore other creative opportunities. Ulrich recently filmed the sci-fi film Bios with Tom Hanks and is set to also appear on the Quibi on the How Quibi series Free Ray Sean. What is this Quibi? I've been hearing so much about it. I just want to see it. Quote, I had an incredible time bringing Hermione Lodge to life and working with my amazing cast who became family. Nichols said in a statement to E-News, we had so many wonderful times together during the highest of highs and lowest of lows. I really do have the best fans ever. I'm looking forward to the next chapter. I'm excited about the future. Nichols is set to appear next in the horror film Spiral with Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock. It is set for release on May 15th. Um, I feel like a lot. this happens with a lot of actors after a few years on the show. You want to just go and explore other opportunities. I totally get it. I mean, uh, being on the outside is like, if I was on Riverdale, I would never want to leave. But sometimes, you know, you want to leave before the party ends. Um, so it's exciting, you know. New, you want to be fulfilled artistically and, uh, you know, find new endeavors and whatnot to accomplish. So I think they're going to, uh, I think they're going to do great things. Um, I just, you know, I love Madeline Pesh and I love, uh, Cheryl Blossom. So, to be honest, I stopped watching Riverdale in the middle of season two because I, you know, I just, it's hard for me to follow shows and there's so many great shows online, but yeah. All right, everybody. Those are my stories for the day. I hope everybody has a great Monday, great start to the week and, uh, I'll hit you back soon. Bye everyone.